welcome to the Marketing Tips for Doctors podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to attracting more patients ready to schedule their first appointments to grow your practice without spending hours and hours away from your practice or home. Hear how to boost your online presence, develop a strong rapport with each one to increase patient compliance while adding value and growing revenue. Now, here's your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, America's leading medical strategist. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Today, we have a special treat, a duo, Matt Reno and Nick Coleman. They are co-owners of Superkick Branding, created Brand Outlaw as as a resource hub to drive the business world forward with advice, guidance and tough love. What parent isn't familiar with that? (laughs) (laughs) Through podcasts, videos, articles, and more, Brand Outlaw is the place where people at any career level in any industry can go to learn brand building with a fun, laid-back vibe. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Barbara. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be here. I must say, you both look like you exude a laid-back vibe. <laughs> nice, yeah, that's what we go for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like we we find that the best way to be creative is really to have a relaxed mindset. So it just helps us with problem solving. It's, it really is a big part of how we go about helping our clients and just going about sparking the creativity that's inside of us. Yeah, that and a lot of fun. Yeah, we enjoy what we do. We want other people to enjoy this too. Good. Now you mentioned that you're involved in podcasts. Are you talking about the podcasts that you create for your clients or your own podcasts? We have our own podcast, Brand Outlaw. No, we're not in the business of creating podcasts for others, but we do have our own where people can listen to interviews with business leaders from all kinds of industries hear success stories, hear the struggles that people went through to get to the top and try to take some advice from them. And then we also have other episodes where it's just Nick and I discussing different topics and uh, just breaking down some news or other items in the world of branding, business, marketing, what have you. So it's fun, but there's always some kind of takeaway that you can apply to your own business. So how did you come up with the name that you have now? Brand Outlaw, how did that come to be? That uh, it took a while, it took a lot of a lot of making lists and crossing stuff <laughs> out. But what we were going for was we wanted to have kind of a we want to encourage people to take a little bit of a rebellious maverick vibe to their business to push against convention because if you're just following the herd and uh, doing what everyone else is doing, then you're not going to stand out and then people don't really have a reason to do business with you. So we really wanted to encourage our listeners, our readers, our viewers to apply an outlaw mindset to their business and break the rules, push against convention so that they could stand out and succeed. Do you have a tagline? No, (laughs) we don't have a tagline, do we? No, it's not at this point. Yeah, because we believe like, each business, when they're at certain stages, that 
they need to, especially when they're at the beginning stage, really focus on what problem that you solve. And then over time, as people get to know more and more about your brand, you could be more creative with the tagline. So right now, we just wanted to keep it real simple and just say, look, this is what we do, and we do this really well. So that way, when people come onto our website or get to see our content, they understand right away what we do. Well, with such a great name that you have, it says it all. You don't need a tagline. <laughs> Thanks. How did the two of you come to be in this business to begin with? How, like, what was the start of it all? How we started Brand Outlaw? Yep. Yeah. Nick and I were working together at a marketing agency. He was my boss. And it really started as more of a lead generation for that agency, but then we ended up we ended up leaving, and we decided we still wanted to work together on a on a freelance basis. So we said, "Hey, let's take Brand Outlaw and turn it into the content arm of the business that we were starting together, which was Super Kick Branding." So that's the brand messaging consultancy. But we just loved making Brand Outlaw content so much that we wanted to keep that. How do you? get your clients? What do you do to promote yourself to make others want to go into your services? Brand Outlaw. Sorry, go ahead. ahead, Okay. I was just going to say that Brand Outlaw is a big part of it. We use it as a way of showing, building credibility for ourselves and just showing that, hey, we know what we're talking about. We, We have experience in this industry and we can help other people. So that's one way we go about it. Why would you say that branding was important for health professionals? Doctors may say, I'm a doctor, I have a practice in whatever specialty that should speak for itself. So what would you tell them? And like, why would you say you're wrong? (laughs) I, I would say you may have very good reasons why people should choose you and maybe your current clients, customers know what that is, but it doesn't always speak for itself. There's so much else in this world speaking that how are you going to cut through the noise just by doing good work? Doing good work, of course, is very important, but it's not the only thing. You need to be able to communicate what makes you different to the public. And that comes from branding, from marketing. I know not everybody loves doing that, but it is really important because you need to give people a reason to choose you over competitors. Makes sense. What are some things that you'd say people should avoid in branding, in marketing for the health industry? What should they avoid? Just That's a really good question because one of the things I would really try to avoid is using a lot of jargon that your clients won't understand. So a lot of times, because someone comes, say, like onto their website or they're trying to understand their practice, their speciality, they might write in a way that's too technical. It's like you really want to keep your communication and your messaging as simple as possible. So that way, when people come onto your website and they want to know about your practice, they'll understand what it is that you're talking about and they'll feel more personal with your practice. So that would be one thing that we would advise to totally try to avoid, especially when it comes to your communication. And building off that, I would say you want to think really deeply about what problem you solve. So for example, if you're a dentist, you clean teeth, you take care of cavities, that's the obvious thing. Okay. And that's what every dentist can say. But if you can dive deeper 
and think about what's the problem beyond that physical tooth cleaning that you solve. And that's something like the confidence that comes from a clean smile or straight teeth. So think about those on a more emotional level. You don't just clean teeth. You give people confidence. Like we make you sexy. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Okay. What would you say was the importance of using AdWords and Bing? How much do you think that doctors should be using that? Absolutely important because here's the reality. When we're really looking at Google and Bing and these particular search engines, ads, they all sit at the very top of the search. It's incredibly hard to grow your practice, like doing it organically. I was just thinking about this the other day. When I first started in the industry, there was literally one ad that was at the top of search. And so you can totally have grown your business organically. That's why it was so important. But now you'll have like about three ads that sit at the top. And then you also have your maps that show up. So you're pushed way down. Even if you're on the first page, you're almost near the bottom of the first page if you're number one. So if you want to make sure that people are able to find you easily, you need to have ads running. So that way you're at the top. And then also too, the way that Google's algorithms work, it's like, it's really attached to your location. So it's, if you want to make sure that your location is always coming up wherever somebody's at, having an ad in Google Maps right there at the top, it's just super easy for people to find you. And you have to make it that way for your customers. That makes total sense. What would you say about social media in regard to night physicians? Well, I I think when it comes to it, it all depends on what it is. What is your goal? What is it that you're really trying to do with your social media? Because if you're trying to be somebody who's maybe more nationally recognized, your intentions on social media are going to be about giving all these tips, really being seen as an industry leader for what you do. If you're really trying to push your practice, then what, one of the things I would advise is to make your social media more about your clients and your community where you're at. Because from there, like people become more attached to the practice itself than who the actual doctor is. And and then that will allow these practices to grow. They don't want to just, maybe some of these practices, they want to hire some more doctors, more staff, stuff like that. So you really have to make it about your practice being branded if that's what your intention is with social media. Absolutely. Tell me about the importance of creating highly targeted messaging. Oh, sure. This is one of our favorite things because What this is about is really understanding your clients and where they're at. So a lot of times when people think about, I'm going to write, I'm an ad, I'm going to do it as real broad. Hey, here's this family practice that's in town. Come and see me. People might be in different stages in their life. So for example, someone may have just moved into town. So I'm going to write an ad that welcomes them to town and how to find the best practice in your neighborhood. So it's, it's really thinking through like, Where is this person at in their life? And can I write an ad that will make them stop and go, wow, these people understand what it is that I'm going through. And I want to, and now I want to engage with this brand. I want to reach out to them because they're so helpful. So that's where we want to be really intentional about who are we talking to and how can we help them and provide value to them? Yeah. And we talk about this a lot, understanding where people are in the buyer's journey and targeting your messaging for that stage. So you're going to have a different message 
for people who are just hearing about you for the first time as you are for people who are in that research stage where they've looked at a lot of options and are trying to choose which one to go with. And then that's a different message from the people who've already been to your practice and you hope to have them as returning clients. If they're prospective patients, how do you know what stage they're at? That's where you're, that's where you're writing for maybe for your AdWords or other advertising, depending on which channel you're in, you're figuring out, or excuse me, you're, you're writing for those people who have never seen you before, but you can also have retargeting ads. Those are people who have already interacted with you in some way, and you're trying to get them from forgetting about your dropping off. So it's another reminder of why they should work with you. So you have, it depends on your channel when you're deciding what your message needs to be. What are two tips that you could give our listeners now that they could implement right away? One I would say is take a look at your visual branding, your website, the messages on your website, and compare them to your competitors, whether the, whether you're local or whether you're a larger organization. Just figure out who your competitors are and do your own little analysis and say, Am I standing out? Am I giving people a reason to notice my practice, to to choose mine over competitors, or am I just blending in with everybody else? For example, take a look at your logo. Again, back to dentists, are you do you have a tooth or a smile in your logo? Probably blending in. So you need to figure something else out and then then take steps from there, but do your own competitive analysis and see if you have room for improvement. That's very interesting thought for a moment. What type of logo would a dentist use to stand out without using a tooth or a smile? That's a good question. And and that's tough because the tooth, the smile, those are the obvious answers. And it would, so for example, if we were working with a dentist, we would be asking a lot of questions that go deeper about who's their target audience, what are the problems that they want to solve for their patients. And we would go deeper, like I was talking about before. It may come, we may come up with something that's totally abstract, or we may come up with something that's a little more geographically based if they want to be known as the top in their area. It all depends, but I would say if you're going with the obvious answer, then you're setting yourself up for blending in. So it's, I can't give you an easy answer for that right now because it's not easy and it really is a process of figuring it out, but that's the hard work that, that we do for clients. And that's, and it's really important that if you're trying to stand out, you do that work. Well, it sounds like it's so crucial that you sit down and put the work in and the thought in that is not an easy process that you could very flippantly use a photo or an image that you just get generically. So you're so right. People do have to work on that. Do you have a second tip? Sure. Um, this is more like an, on a practical side, make sure that your Google, my business 
is totally filled in because when we're talking about like standing out, it's more than just putting your address on Google My Business. It's really about listing all your services and one of the most underutilized, especially for family practices and, and different types of actually hospitals, they don't utilize the photos a lot. And they don't know, and this is like an area where you can show your customers and you can show the your office, you can show a lot of different things on Google My Business. So if you have it, totally filled out. It just gives you a huge advantage because when somebody comes on and they start looking you up, it takes up the entire right side of Google search. And so the more information, the more images, the videos you have, it takes up even more of that page. So you want to have that dialed in and it's easy to do. That's a great tip. How can people listening reach you if they'd like to hear more? We have contact page at our website, superkickbranding.com. And uh, they can also go to thebrandoutlaw.com. And that's where you can find videos and podcasts and articles with tips that you can apply to your own business. So we have a contact page there as well. So there are two ways to get a hold of us. We've heard some great tips and great information today. Thanks a lot, guys. This has been another episode of Marketing tips for doctors with your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on marketingtipsfordoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you are one tweet from greatness.